I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This week on Jordan and Jake. Jordan, I'm just going to tell you, I'm bringing it this weekend. I feel it. I'm bringing it. I'm not so but sure I need if, it. Mixon, if Mixon and Zoki are going to be up to my level of preparation, uh, but I'm bringing it. I'm just telling you. Thousand yards rushing, thousand yards receiving. He's he's already there at 1220 uh, on the ground rushing, but he needs 274 y- more yards receiving. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome to a week 15 edition of Jordan and Jake podcast and you know it's week 15 because I'm in the fantasy playoffs in my league I just snuck in seventh overall uh but I'm looking for a championship Jake DeLome is with me as always Jake you're not a fantasy guy are you uh yes sir I am a fantasy guy I play in one league it's a 14 team league which is absolute misery and I am in uh, the consolation round of the tournament, and I actually won last week. So what are we consolationing? I'm not sure. I think it's more consoling, to be honest. Tell, where I'm at. I didn't know. When did this start? Because I didn't think you'd ever been a fantasy guy. Well, Jordan, I've been retired since after the 2011 season. And I started playing with some guys. My brother-in-law asked. Um, and I, I actually, I enjoy it. Now, I don't watch nearly as close this year because it's uh, I'm watching, obviously, more Panthers and calling the games. But I enjoy trying to strategically get my lineup for that week and things like that, picking up guys on waiver. With a 14-team league, though, it's pretty difficult. It's slim picking sometimes. It's horrible. What's your, uh, who's your moneymaker on your team? Well, Tyreek Hill was my first overall pick, and so he missed the majority of the season. Deshaun Watson has scored. He, he, you know, he's kind of a he's a hit or miss for me. Um, Robert Woods has been a very consistent player for me, and because I, I got him very late, um, mm-hmm. I, but I've had some disappointments. Jordan, I'm not going to lie. David Johnson at Arizona, I picked him fairly early, and yeah, not not really 
getting the production <laughs> that, I, that I thought out of him. So, uh, needless to say, um, it's been I, a long, long year. Yeah, I'm Lamar Jackson guy. I picked him up late. How about that? Not bad. Uh, so, let me guess. Did you score any points last night? I wasn't sure. I got 37, and I was like, ooh, shoot, do I have anyone playing tonight? Oh, yeah, Lamar Jackson, 37 points. How about that? <laughs> uh, so, I'm in a couple's uh, league. Great. So, I'm in a couple's The only league I'm in, six couples. Everybody, every individual has their own team, so 12-team league. So, I can share your pain a little bit. There's not a lot on the waiver wire. Everybody puts in 100 bucks. Winner gets to pick where we go, have dinner and drinks at the end of the season. Your thoughts? That's fun. I like it a lot. Did the wives pick, or did the you know the the men who uh, oh, they know it all? No, the men the, that they have their own team. So like my wife Dana, she's all in on it. And here's you want to know something: the difference between men and women, Jake. Okay, so my wife Dana has no quarterback really. I didn't even, who does she have? She has like Mayfield and. I, somebody I don't know who else, but I've got Jared Goff on my bench, right? Right. So I tell her, I'll give you Jared Goff in exchange for you know what, right? What any husband would just negotiate for for him, his wife at any time, right? So yes. she says, no way. And I said to her, do you realize how different men and women are? If you were telling me that you'd give me one of your best players and what I'm looking for, I would do that in a second. It was I was so offended, Jake. I couldn't even bribe her. It was horrible. Wow. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a that's a low blow to say the least. It's that a it's a low blow to the ego. And but maybe, you know, I just married such a competitive woman that she will not take any charity to build her. But she's in the playoffs, so we'll see. All right, she's gonna be looking for a quarterback because I'm gonna play her after I win this round. But anyways, yeah. Anyways, back to Panther football. Uh, I went to Atlanta this weekend, Jake. I know you had the weekend off. I called the game. Um, ran into a friend in the airport, John Isner, tennis tennis player. Work, yes, ten, big big tennis player, huge Panther fan, North Carolina guy. He was in town to watch Georgia play in the SEC championship. Uh, he quite was encouraging about his excitement for the team moving forward good to see him and uh i was telling him that my travels make me weary sometimes in this job going all the way from like what we trumped that with well i got to go to saudi arabia on monday and then australia two weeks later so you <laughs> felt pretty small well uh, yeah said I, that. yeah I also i i can't well i can't complain to him about flying either because the guy's freaking five inches taller than i am and i feel like i'm big on a plane so uh it was it's weird for me at six five to be around somebody who's that he's six ten that just doesn't happen often it's an it's a unique feeling but he's a great guy he's a huge panther fan i don't know if you knew that i knew he i know that he's a big panther fan and i was wondering if he had his hat on backwards because he plays with no. his hat on backwards and mm -hmm. also no what is the one thing that John Isner does be when he's preparing to serve? Do you know? See how through see how the legs, through the legs, through the legs, dribble because paying homage yes. to his old basketball days. Now, does he go from front to back or from back to back front? to see front? How? And I've tried oh it gosh. in a match before, and it was a horrible failure. It dribbled like all the way to the net. I had to run and get it. But <laughs> he he owes me a tennis racket because I asked him one time if he had a bunch of old rackets. 
And he said, yes. And I said, well, I need to take it to my men's night of a bunch of hackers at tennis and pull out Excalibur. This is John Isner's <laughs> racket right here and throw my like double fault, 82 mile an hour serve at, <laughs> at somebody. So I'm, I need to call him. Well, that. He owes me one. He does. And you know what? I have a feeling because this podcast is like worldwide and right. you know the response we get if he would hear this i mean i, I just think he would be elated that two well, people of our you know, stature you know it's funny you say that because i know saudi arabia is one of our biggest markets of fan base so they'll probably just tell him while he's over there you know <laughs> hey did you hear so. jordan so. you know jordan he said you owe him a racket and he said it's weird that you're that much taller than him but have a good have a good tournament so <laughs> well anyways so there was a game, and I don't know if you heard, last week Ron Rivera was let go. Perry Fuel's the interim coach. Uh, on the air, I said that I expected things to be a little different and uh, in, a, in, a, in a negative way, and it, it looked like it, Jake. The game, it just looked like everybody was out of sorts. Uh, I thought Perry Fuel and the staff really did an excellent job making the game flow and the organization with on a short week they did an outstanding job but it's not when ron was let go it's not like they were anyone in the building was happy to get him out of there you know the, the change was purely based on philosophy and and where mr tepper wants the organization to move forward but it, everybody lost a friend that week and i don't know if it looked like it to you on tv but it was just it was an odd vibe everybody was all conversation was on the organization, not on the Atlanta. I've never been around. Yeah, that's a, uh, and listen, I've never been in that situation either. And uh, it, it felt somewhat, you know, we were battling. And that's one thing I was encouraged with. I said, listen, we're battling. I like the way Scott's calling the game. Because um, I'm looking at it, obviously, maybe more so from an offensive viewpoint, because I wanted to see what Scott was going to do different. And, and then the second half started. Had encouragement. The first two plays went for like 13 yards and, and you know, 10 plus on the yep. next. And then, boom, sack fumble and the floodgates opened, especially with the, the kickoff returning or the fumble. And it just it, – it didn't end well. It really didn't end well. Um, but I'll be very honest. I was proud of some of the fight some of the players showed because, listen, you played on a team where I think everybody knew Coach Fox was going to be let go. It was a rough season for you guys that year. And it can be difficult, guys. You, you try to get through games without injury. Well, I see Christian McCaffrey on the last drive of the game catch a swing pass, and he hits a cornerback head on, and the first thing that hits is the back of the corner's head on the ground and runs over him. And that, to me, just kind of exemplified what kind of player and leader he is and that he, he'll, never, he'll, he'll never quit. And I think that can resonate through this team. I truly believe that. No, it was it was outstanding effort. We talked about it on the air. You're exactly right. But here's the question, Jake. All right, so McCaffrey, he's got the opportunity to go into the thousand one thousand club this year, which is a thousand yards rushing, thousand yards receiving. He's he's already there at twelve twenty uh, on the ground rushing, but he needs two hundred seventy four more yards receiving. All right, so you just spoke about his tenacity and his you know effort and everything on the field, which I agree. It was outstanding and, and honestly inspiring knowing that there's no playoffs on the line and the coachman fired. What do you do with that, Jake? Because that's a – I mean, there's only two other guys that have ever done that in the history of the NFL, the 1,000 receiving, 1,000 rushing. Do you – is that important? Is it? Do you 
do you throw the ball or you maybe don't hand the ball off to Christian anymore this year? Do you throw the ball to Christian? Do you know, do you see him playing that way on the field that he did that you're mentioning and say, we need to protect him from himself. What do we do with Christian McCaffrey, Jake DeLone? Well, I think you hit it on the head. Do you protect him from himself? Because it will, he will not, I don't truly see him protecting himself. He's going to play. He's going to play the only way he knows how. Uh, Jordan, listen, I think I said it last week. I think guys can get hurt at any time doing anything. And I do understand maybe there's more risk. But if you recall, Drew Brees was trying to break Dan Marino's like 5,000-yard passing. Um, and it was it was the final week of the season. And it, it was against us uh, in New Orleans, if you recall. And they had nothing to play for. Uh, the Saints were not going to the playoffs, and we were. And Drew stayed in there until the last drive, and he finally broke it really late in that game. But he played played the whole time. So I don't think people will look upon it as they're trying to just collect stats. I mean, it's just, it's it's impressive. Can it be historic with what he's doing? Yeah, I think it can. And I think it can be a positive for this team. Uh, so if he's going to be out there playing, we need to utilize him because he is our best offensive player. Well, so you're if you're Scott Turner, the coordinator, you're gonna you're going to say we're we're going to utilize our weapon and we're going to try to get this record as a bright spot in the season. I, well, I, I, the, the, I, go ahead. Why not? Why not? I mean, like, yeah. listen, he's our best player. He's going to make everyone else better around him. This team respects him to the utmost. So, so I mean, we got to use him. Yeah, I know it's hard though, man, because I'm torn with the the obvious rebuilding that's going to happen this offseason like any coach coming in you're just afraid of what could happen right so I, I i would leave him out there as well and i would i would limit his touches i wouldn't be giving him more catches than necessary to make the flow of the offense work well but give him an opportunity to do it but don't make it your only mission but there's personal successes when the team is struggling is weird jake i've got two stories of that my senior year at utah um, we weren't very good. We ended up four and eight or five and seven, and we knew our head coach was getting fired. And it was a very somber, sad attitude around the facility. And I, meanwhile, was projected to be a top 10 pick and was, you know, an all American and a finalist for the Outland Trophy. And you almost feel guilty for having personal success when you're on a football team that's struggling. And the same thing on that, in that 2010 panther team that went two and 14 we knew coach fox was getting fired i ended up making the pro bowl that year and so it's it's just to like with with christian it's it's odd to have personal success when the team's struggling it just shows you how big of a team game football is because you can have a historical player on your roster in the same year that your head coach gets fired yeah well I understand that. And look, I played with Joe Thomas for one year and he made the Pro Bowl. Uh, it seemed like every year in all pro and he never had success in Cleveland, you know, so right. that happens. But OK, but this is my thing. And this I, I, I have a deep, deep conviction on this. <laughs> Guys that don't work hard, don't prepare hard, don't practice, but want to show up and play. And the good Lord has blessed them to be talented. Those are the guys I would have trouble with. But I promise you, you didn't cut any corners and you didn't do anything uh halfway and you were having success so i i guarantee you the team didn't look at you in that in, in that light um, no no Panthers, you're right well they don't they don't look at christian that way i mean they revere this guy have you seen the guy prepare the way he practices the way he, uh, the post practice his stretches his routine his meal plan how he eats takes care of his body i think that's a reward for somebody that does things the right way and to me 
I don't care if the team's not having great success. We have a star player who works his tail yeah. off, and there's a reason he's great. I think he can motivate guys that are kind of teetering on wanting to go the other way and making them say, no, I want to kind of be more like him. That's how I look at it. Anyway. No, you're, and you're exactly right. I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit, but I never want anybody not show up because that makes the, the job on everyone else harder as well. If you take away the best player on offense and you say you want to sit him to keep him healthy for next season, well, then that's limiting the ability for the other guys on the offense to have success. So, uh, And also, congratulations to the McCaffrey family, as his dad, Ed, was named head coach at Northern Colorado, Jake DeLone. How about that? I, I, I did see that. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I hear – Right. I hear Ed is a pretty darn good football coach. And my college receiver, Brandon Stokely, who just so happened yeah. to go on and play 14 years in the NFL, I think he's the receiver coach. He was the receiver coach on the high school team that Ed coached in Denver. So how about that? Valor You're Christian. Of, That's right. Yeah. A couple of your coaches are both, you know, 10-year veteran uh, NFL receivers who are great players. I'm, I'm going to go out on a, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the McCaffrey family is a football family, Jake. You heard it here first. All right. So, I'll tell you what, your, yeah, okay, your insight, it's, it's, it's cutting it's, edge. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. It's cutting edge. The ability to trade in fantasy football with my wife and my uh, cutting edge news-breaking McCaffrey family stories is what got me this job, Jake. But that, that and talking about the next opponent, Seattle Seahawks, you're calling the game. The Seahawks are one of the best teams in the NFC, if not in the NFL. Now you've got – the. I, I, I felt like, and I said it on the air in the last broadcast, that I felt like this week would be a much better showing for the Panthers because they've had time for the dust to settle, and now they're focusing – as weird as it sounds, this week will seem normal because last week was so so much change. Uh, what are you looking for in the game? What do you want to see? Luke Keekley, Bobby uh, Jadavian Clowney, who's been sick, coming back home to play a lot. DJ Moore's fourth in the NFL in receptions yards. A lot of ways you can go with this, Jake. A lot of ways I can go. Uh, big Bobby Wagner fan. I think he's one of – I think you're going to see two of the elite linebackers in the NFL um, on both sides of the ball, obviously with Luke. Um, Clowney, I'm anxious to see. that They had a rough game last Sunday night. The Rams got after him. They lost. Clowney is dealing with a core uh, muscle injury, and he has the flu. He missed the last two practices. They fly out on Friday. Does he come with the team? Do they quarantine him? I'm anxious to see how this plays out. But, listen, it, it, to me, it begins and ends with Russell Wilson. He's a special football player, always been a special football player. Proud to say I've been beating on his bandwagon forever. I've always been amazed at, at the way he plays. And if we can get up on this team, you can't let your guard down because he just relishes the third and fourth quarters of football games and like the game slows down for him. So can we contain them? That's going to be the question. But they play a physical style of football and they love to run the ball. They will play with six, sometimes seven offensive linemen. And listen, if that's given us any issue this year, it's it's stopping the run. I mean, we all know that. We've talked about it. So that could be a big issue for us. They did lose their starting uh, one of their starting running backs. It was kind of a tandem. Um, so, you know, Rashad Penny, their first round pick, he's out. CJ Procise, who's got a lot of ability, he will be back in. This is my this is my hope, Jordan. You ready for this? I'm hoping. I'm ready with Procise not not playing much, not getting hit. If they run him more, 
we get fumbles because we have not taken the ball away on defense in the last three yeah. games, but maybe one time. And we have given it away, I think, 13 times. So I'm hopeful that uh, not getting the contact uh, the last four, five, six weeks, pro sites, he does get carries. We get hit, hits on him and we can get some turnovers to give ourselves uh, somewhat of a, um, you know, give us a, ourselves a boost during the game. And you got to think, though, you mentioned Clowney and he has the flu and all that stuff. He's from Rock Hill. You know, everyone's most of our fans yep. know that from I remember when he was in college or in high school there and uh, we were hearing so much about him. But you got to think he's going to get back on the field and then try to have a big day as people like to when they come home. I, I, DJ Moore, Jake, it's funny. Early in the year, it felt like maybe there was a little bit of underproduction from our receiving core and he's just steadily had. A really good year. He's ninth in the league in receptions and fourth in yards. I mean, I know that you know that because you stay up with the team, but it doesn't seem like when you've watched this season unfold, it's just been like slow and steady production to get that total to where it is. Uh, I'm really happy with DJ, and you know, I, there's actually a lot of parts of this team that I'm looking forward to watching in years to come. But, but talk about DJ and what you think you've seen out of him this year, and and what's made him you know kind of turn the corner a little bit in his career. Well, I just – listen, I, we said it early in the season. This is his second year. It takes time for a receiver. And you're playing with a different quarterback than he, than he was playing with last year. And then the same thing with Curtis. This is just year three, and he was more of a, I guess, running back slash type of player. So he's really stepped up. He's, he's answered the call, in my opinion, made some tough catches. He's obviously tough, and he's very just – he's got great balance, and he's he's, he's – He's very physical. He's very physical mm -hmm. through a catch. And so hopefully we can continue to see him finish out this season well. And then you have a true legitimate number one going into next year. Well, Jake, last thing I have for you is as the quarterback, I got to ask you this question with the way the season's gone and with Kyle Allen having a few more turnovers than everybody would like to see. And I've been in support of Kyle this year, but you got to start to wonder, is there a time when you'd like to see Will Greer get some playing time, maybe a week of practice with the ones at some point. It won't be this week, but maybe the next week or the final game. Is that something you'd like to see, Jake, or, or are you happy having Kyle under center the rest of this year? Well, listen, I think part of me would say, yes, I want to see Will get full week of preparation. Let me see what he can do. But the, the fan side of me or the Panther side of me says, no, I want to see Kyle finish out the season because – he would play well going into this weekend and we get a win and I want some more momentum going uh, with Kyle. I mean, that's, it's, and that's an easy answer for me because I've given you both sides of it, but truly that's what I want to see. I want to see Kyle's progression. I want to see Scott Turner be able to call a whole game. Like last week he called two quarters and, and maybe a little bit of the third because the game got away from us. So you change your approach and you're in catch up mode. So, uh, and Ian Thomas, uh, uh, let's see what, what those two guys can have together. Because if you look at it, it if you go into next season, and, and we don't know the whole issue with Cam, what's going to make of it, and the foot injury and things like that, then in the big picture is Curtis year four, DJ year three, Ian Thomas year three, Christian year four. So that's a young nucleus. So let's see if we can get as many reps as possible with those guys. 
All right. Well, I appreciate the honesty on that because that's a hot topic right now. And I agree with you on that as well. I think you keep giving Kyle more reps and, and maybe last week of the season or something, think about getting Will some snaps, but for now, don't change it. And, uh, have a good call this week. Uh, next time, by the time you talk to me next, I'll have been in Jackson hole skiing with Panther alumni, Richie Broccoli and Jeff Byers. So I'll have some stories to tell for you next week as well. Jake DeLone. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I would definitely like a picture uh, of this trip. Right. And uh, yeah, Jordan, I'm just going to tell you, I'm bringing it this weekend. I feel it. I'm bringing it. I'm not so well, sure I need if, it. Mixon, if Mixon and Zoki are going to be up to my level of preparation. Uh, but I'm bringing it. I'm just telling you. They they need a, they need a bright spot, Jake. They've been slugging out in that booth. So you're that you're that uh, shining star for them. All right, be just be it, Jake. Go get it done. You, I'll talk to you yes, soon, sir.